At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Greg Peterson here, and welcome to the 12th bonus episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. The Urban Farm Podcast is sponsored by HealthIQ.com. As I get older, I am finding that leaving a legacy is becoming more important. And a big part of that is making sure my loved ones are financially sound when I depart. One way to do that is through life insurance. Health IQ is a life insurance agency that helps runners, cyclists, yogis, vegetarians, urban farmers, and other health-conscious people get lower rates on their life insurance. Visit healthiq.com forward slash urban farm to support our show and see if you qualify. Today on our podcast, we have someone who is bringing chicken coop tours to your doorstep. We're talking with returning guest, Carrie Adisho, about tour de coops. Carrie is a Dr. Sears certified health coach, founder of Your Farm Foods, Friendly Farmers, and the nonprofit organization Garden Play. She has been a practicing health coach since 2011 and on the health-seeking journey for over 15 years. In Garden Play, she and her team establish and maintain gardens in schools, as well as teach students how to garden, about the health benefits of eating fruits and vegetables, and how to prepare the foods they grow. Garden Play is also the organizer for the Phoenix Tour de Coupes, taking place on March 25th, 2018. We met Carrie on episode 186, Back in 2016. Welcome back to the show today, Carrie. Are you ready to rock the chicken coop? Absolutely. How are you doing today, Greg? Great. So can you bring us up to speed on what's been happening with you since we chatted last? Well, lots of great stuff has been happening since we talked about Your Farm Foods in the past. Your Farm Foods started a nonprofit section called Garden Play. Uh And we connect kids directly to growing food through events and education. Nice. One of those events that we're doing is called Tour de Coupes. It's a tour of chicken coops in the valley over here, but the goal is to set people up to see different coops, different gardens, ways of sustainable living, how they can incorporate those kinds of things into their own lives. Uh And it's educational and fun for the whole family. Nice. Well, I want to talk about Tour de Coupes, just for a moment here, I actually have an interesting history with it, and that's that the Phoenix Tour de Coupes started in my living room about a decade ago when Brad Lancaster, Toby Hemingway, and I were sitting there chatting, and we thought, oh my gosh, what if we did this? Because Toby knew they were doing one in Portland. So the Tour de Coupes in Phoenix happened through a nonprofit organization here for a while, and then they stopped doing it, and you picked it up, what, two years ago? Yeah, well, about a year ago, yeah. And you've already done one. Yes, we did one in the fall. This year, it's going to be different than all the past years. We're going to do it in the springtime, right before Easter. 
to get kids out Easter egg hunting and taking pictures with chickens that their breed are Easter eggers. Perfect. All right. Well, for those of us out there that don't know what an Easter egger is, you better tell us what that is because that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Easter eggers are probably my personal favorite breed of chickens. They just have this beautiful feather, different colors, fairly shiny coat. And the coolest part is that they lay different color eggs. So it's anything from like a light blue to a green to a brown. So it's really cool to see every time, especially when you have kids. Every time they lay an egg and they're yeah. like, oh, look what color it is today. So they do make green eggs and ham, Sam I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, all right. So tour to coops, what is it? It's a simple self-guided tour that people get to go on that shows people how other people have chicken coops. So we like to incorporate various kinds of chicken coops, some at schools, some at small farms. We like to focus on the backyard. And even this year, there will be a store involved in it that has the chicken coop right in the back. Oh, nice. And people get to learn how to start raising chickens of their own. Mm -hmm. Or if they already have chickens, they can learn a couple new things that they might not have known in the past about uh, ways to maintain and help them. Here in Arizona, we have the heat in the summers that we need to help get them through. And in other cities, they might have snow in the winters that they need to help get them through. Right. It's a way to learn about chickens, but also it's a great way to learn about gardens and sustainable living. In the fall, we had gray water harvesting. We had rainwater harvesting. We had ways to make your own compost. And this year in the spring, we'll be doing quite a few of the same things that allow people to see ways that they can easily create a sustainable lifestyle in their backyard. Because personally, I'm a little bit lazy. I don't want to be outside for hours every single day. I have three little kids. Uh -huh. so I want to make it as easy and convenient as possible to live sustainably. Nice. And why do chickens have us live sustainably? Oh, chickens are wonderful. One, they poop your breakfast. <laughs> so that's why you get eggs. And chickens on average lay about an egg a day, you know, 350 eggs a year on average. Uh -huh. Some will lay a little bit more, some will lay a little bit less. But chickens, as they go through your garden, they're great bug control. Here mm -hmm. in Arizona, they're great scorpion control. Oh, yes. That was like a key selling point for me. And then they also naturally go through the garden, you know, as long as you don't let them get into the stuff that you don't want them eating. Right. They will naturally turn the soil for you. So you don't actually have to do that. And if you give them a compost pile to live in or to move around in, uh -huh. they will turn that compost pile for you. Their manure is also beneficial for the garden as well and the compost piles to help break it down. Yeah. All great things that our backyard workers do for us in our backyards. Right. Nice. You mentioned scorpions. I had something interesting happen a few years ago. An HOA here in Phoenix, that's a homeowners association here in Phoenix, reached out to me and they were looking about having chickens run in their, you know, it was one of the gated communities, but having chickens run in their grassy area, their meadow, because they had a scorpion problem. So that was one oh, wow. way. Yeah, that was one way to get the HOA on board to having chickens. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is your plans for Tour de Coupes? Like, where are you going with this? Well, this year we're here in Phoenix. And what we would like to do is continue to spread the joy of chickens throughout 
the country. Uh-huh. And so we're looking at getting into different cities around the country. We'd be happy to communicate with anybody that would be interested in starting a tour de coupes in their area and guiding them and showing them how to do it. Nice. Then you have an infrastructure in place to be able to help people get this done. Absolutely. And then that would spread more sustainable living throughout the whole country. Yeah. In Arizona, we're pretty much kicking butt over here doing it very well, especially with this urban farm and all the other great stuff that have come around over here. Uh-huh. So it would be wonderful to spread it to other cities that could really take it to another level. Exactly. There's this movement out there. In fact, I interviewed a gentleman out of Eugene, Oregon, and they had done some number work, some statistical work. And I think in the episode that we did, he talked about 20% of the people in Eugene, Oregon having chickens. That's awesome. We're really seeing an increase in people keeping backyard chickens. I'm a big proponent that if you have a little yard, have two or three hens out back and, you know, you get workers in your backyard and eggs, fresh eggs every day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The fresh eggs as a certified health coach uh-huh. got me on board with the idea of backyard chickens was the quality of the egg compared to store-bought eggs. Oh, yeah. You go on yourfarmfoods.com and you look for a link. I posted on there about the difference in the eggs and the quality is unbelievably different. So the nutrition benefit of locally sourced eggs is so much more health beneficial than regular eggs. Regular eggs from the store are on the shelf for about a month. Whereas when you get the backyard eggs, you're eating them within a couple of days, maybe a week at max. Right. And so that means that there's more nutrition that held over in that. And then that nutrition helps break down the cholesterol in the egg so it doesn't increase Uh, high cholesterol in most people. Yeah. And then in some studies, they even show that eating eggs could help decrease the high cholesterol because of the high B vitamins within the fresh eggs. Wow. So as a health coach, that's what got me into it. As a mom of three and just a foodie, I like the taste. Right. If it did not taste better, I would not do it. I just, I enjoyed the taste. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's, there's another piece that you didn't mention, and that's that when we have backyard hens, we have control over what we feed them. So really ultimately what goes in the eggs. Right. So even organic eggs at the store, Uh they're fed organic food. That's why they're labeled organic. But the organic food that they're fed is generally corn, wheat, and soy. Mm. Now, chickens, what most people don't realize is chickens are not a vegetarian animal. They eat grub and bugs, making them omnivore. Right. They need more than just grains, corn, and soy. And with the backyard chickens, we're able to do that. I mean, we have fed our chickens worms, and the worms are great for the garden. So we introduce worms into the garden, and then mm-hmm. the chickens naturally control yep. how much of it go in there. Right. And it's really great because there's times that like we'll release crickets or worms, and there'll be more for them to eat. But you could see that they're satisfied, so they don't need all of them. Oh, yes pretty amazing thing like that they actually need those worms and those crickets and those Mm -hmm. bugs in order to be fulfilled yeah well i'm doing a black soldier fly experiment here at the house for those of you who don't know what black soldier fly grubs are like 45 percent protein and they're really easy to grow and they grow on food waste food scraps Oh, awesome. Yeah, so I'm doing a lot with black soldier flies here to see if we can mechanize it at a home level for chicken feed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, one of the things I'm trying to do here at the Urban Farm is grow enough food on the property to feed the chickens. Nice. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's a big job, but, you know, we're playing with it. See how it goes. Yeah. So how do people find out more about Tour de Coupe? We're on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and do Arizona Tour de Coupe, or you can go to yourfarmfoods.com and you will see a link to Tour de Coupe right on there. We're also on Eventbrite, but that's here for Phoenix. But if you're looking for just in general information, yourfarmfoods.com and Facebook are the best routes to go. Perfect. And what's your address, your email address, in case anybody wants to reach out to you to do a tour to Coops in their area? Oh, that would be wonderful. It's uh, Carrie at yourfarmfoods.com, which is spelled Mm K-E-R-R-Y at your, Y-O-U-R, farm, S-A-R-M, foods. F-O-O-D-S dot com. Perfect. So tell me about Garden Play. How'd that come about? What is it? Oh, so Garden Play, actually, a gentleman reached out to me named Adam Dickavias, and he reached out and said, hey, I really want to do this program for kids called Soil the Boil, where we go onto a farm, we have the kids find food, harvest it, clean it, and cook it. Mm-hmm. And so we got together and thought it was a wonderful idea. Got together. We're planning that out. We're going to be doing those throughout the valley as well, multiple times of the year. Mm-hmm. And as we we're talking, we both realized that we that we had this passion for getting kids involved in growing food. So we've decided to grow GardenPlay.org. Well, GardenPlay, it's a nonprofit organization that connects kids to growing food. We're currently in a few schools looking to get into more in the by the fall mm-hmm. and we currently have a couple events lined up that really connect kids to their food so once they see that they're much more likely to eat healthier oh, and yeah. they're much more likely to be connected and grounded with the soil yeah well and especially with kids but not just limited to kids if somebody grows something no matter what it is they're going to eat it i found right absolutely yeah. well you know what's really interesting at one of the schools that we teach at we grow swiss chard uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, well, Swiss chard is beautiful, but how are we going to sell these kids on eating it? Uh-huh. So one day we harvested it, and I think, I want to say about 50 out of the 60 kids ate it and then asked for seconds. Wow. And so now I have to actually get those kids to not just rip it out of the garden and eat it randomly. Uh-huh. I have to be like, okay, you guys, you have to slow down on the Swiss chard. So it's pretty great when I explain to them in kid terms how the food that we're growing or the food that we harvested that day affects their body. Uh And it's unbelievable how quickly they learn and they pick up that. And, you know, it's really one of my favorite memories that I have at one of the schools is a couple of the kids gathered around a broccoli that was just starting to grow the broccoli head. Uh Uh-huh. And we're discussing it. And these kids are four and five years old. Wow. It shows you that they're really interested in this mm-hmm. and they're, it's like they're excited for it. Yeah. Well, one of the things about discovering this and the first time I ever grew broccoli, I didn't know how it grew. Right. I planted a broccoli plant and I grew it out and it's like, oh, that's how it grows. So it sounds to me like they were having that conversation. They were really excited about it. And when I explained to them that the broccoli was actually the flower part of the plant, Uh they were very interested to learn that. So yeah, that's exactly what they were having. Cool. Well, and here's the other thing. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because we have a nice crop of broccoli in the front yard and there's, I don't know, 20 or 30 plants that we've been harvesting for the past month and a half. And it's amazing to me how easy it is to go to the grocery store and buy a fistful of broccoli and not realize the effort that it takes to grow 
right. that fistful of broccoli. Absolutely. I think that's a really key point, and that really helps people. And then when you instill them in kids, it stays with them for a long time, but it mm-hmm. helps people to limit their food waste because yeah. they see the difficulty in growing it. They respect the way that it's grown, and then they don't want to waste what they do have. Yeah. So tell me, in the past couple of years, has there been a, you know, a moment that you were interacting with somebody either with Garden Play or Tour de Coop that moved you? It was like, yeah, that's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. I know you just shared one of them, but I, I want you to really look and see. Was there one that moved you to tears that really told you, yes, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, there, there's been quite a few moments of those kinds of things. One doesn't have to pertain to growing food so much, but it led to that. Mm-hmm. It was a mother that I don't know. Her son was having migraines every single day. And me and her friend were just having a regular conversation about health and the importance of eating healthy. And then she came, she told me the story about her friend's son. And I said, hey, try these probiotics. And I explained to her how the food that we eat does not have enough natural probiotics in it because mm. of the way it's grown and how it is important to get locally grown food from, you know, and the importance of the locally grown food in our area. Right. And that the nutritional value, as well as the allergy-friendly value, as well as the good bacteria that's involved in it. And so her friend put her son on the probiotic and within a week called me and said, Carrie, he's barely having any migraines. Thank you so much. Yeah. And that was one tiny little thing, but that tiny little thing helped that family live a much more fulfilling life Mm -hmm. and leads towards better eating and better health in general for not just that particular person, but for other people around them. And that's really when I say, wow, I'm really doing what I'm supposed to be doing is when I see people truly being benefited in their own life with it. At some of these schools, parents have said, you know what? My kid is talking about the garden so much. (laughs) I thank you so much for for doing this with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's always absolutely wonderful beautiful 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 so do you have any advice for our listeners yeah this weekend me and my son went and sold some plants my six-year-old likes to to grow things as well and his school was having a spring boutique so we sold some plants there it's Uh not something that i usually do but we we decided to do that and i can't tell you how many people are like oh i have such a black thumb oh i have a Uh black thumb so if you're one of those people out there that thinks that you have a black thumb there is no such thing as a black thumb. Yes. When I got married 12 years ago almost, we moved to Arizona. I killed five palm trees, five of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I could do that and then now learned all it is is the seed, the soil, and the right timing. Yep. I mean, it really has nothing to do with how good I am at maintaining it or how good I am at creating an environment for it. I had a lettuce growing in my back alley. I didn't plant it there. It planted itself there. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So there is no black thumb. If you want to start and you're a little bit intimidated, that's understandable. I was too. Get a large pot and plant, you know, a couple items in there. Kale, lettuce, or tomato plant, or whatever it may be. Uh Plant it and then go from there. If it doesn't go well, don't give up. Just go to your local nursery. Contact Greg Peterson. Contact (laughs) me, Carrie, and we will guide you. 
yes. onto the way to do it so you can eventually be successful. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, it takes effort, but there is no such thing as a black thumb. Yes. Everybody can grow. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. And the biggest thing you can put in that pot is a nice, healthy soil. There's five components of healthy soil. That is dirt, which we all have, airspace, water, organic matter, and everything that's alive in the soil. So the fix for unhealthy soil is to add lots and lots of organic matter. Yeah. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us on the show again, Carrie. You're welcome. Really a pleasure to be on the show. And how can our listeners get a hold of you? You could email me at Carrie at yourfarmfoods.com. That is K-E-R-R-Y at yourfarmfoods.com. Perfect. And then you can also at yourfarmfoods.com find out about Tour de Coupes in Phoenix as well as how to offer one in your city. Yeah. Perfect. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash Tour de Coupes. We are your urban farming resource. You can find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also visit urbanfarm.org to find articles, podcasts, webinars, courses, and more. Plus, if you'd like to hear more from Carrie, you can find her on our 168th podcast episode at urbanfarm.org forward slash your farm foods. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. The Urban Farm Podcast is sponsored by HealthIQ.com. A decade and a half ago, I took on a very interesting personal goal, to run the Arizona Rock and Roll Half Marathon from the first running in 2004 until I was the only one that had run them all. They call us legacy runners. Since then, my times have slowed down a bit, but my commitment is stronger than ever. In fact, I just ran my 15th year in a row, and interestingly, there are less than 100 of us legacy runners left. Wouldn't it be cool if a life insurance agency rewarded me for that health-minded achievement? Well, I found one that will. Health IQ uses an exclusive qualifying process that helps health-conscious people, like runners, cyclists, yogis, and vegetarians, get lower rates on their life insurance. And if you have records like race results or those cool reports we get from the apps logging our efforts, Health IQ takes this into consideration to get you even more savings. Visit healthiq.com forward slash urban farm to support our show and see if you qualify. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health conscious lifestyle. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, 
head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.